though, bro. Leave the dancing to me, my dude. Why are you hating on me, bro? Are you a hater? You are a hater. Welcome back, crypto fam. It's your friend. I can't say your boy because Robin gets really mad. It's your friend David here, one of your, your favorite co-hosts at Sin City Crypto. We are coming at you live from Global Studios in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, with another one of our amazing live episodes. Big, big, big things to talk about today to end the week. Markets are dumping. Why? What coins should you buy? What coins should you not buy? What coins should you shell? Sell, not shell. And should you listen to Robin? We'll tell you all of that. But before we get into the content, quick disclaimer, we're not financial advisors. Do your own research. With that being said, let's meet your ugly least favorite co-host, Robin. What's up? This guy. Hola, it's your boy, Big Rob, back in the house. Welcome to Sin City Crypto. If it's your first time checking us out, we are entertainment-focused cryptocurrency channel where we take the old, boring, and stale information. We package it up in a fun and sexy way. Also, quick shout out to Global, our media partners. They broadcast us out to other channels than just YouTube. And then here, if you didn't know, we don't just do live streams. We do deep dives as well. This the live stream, though. Check out the deep dives. And then we're a young and growing channel. If you'd like to grow with us, hit the subscribe button. If you like the video, hit the like button. If you don't want to miss any of our information or any of our content or our deep dives, hit the notification bell. David, what yes. we got in store today, baby? Man, we got a juicy show for our friends watching today. We are going to start off with our hot take, followed by our talking points. Then we're going to switch it up a little bit. Instead of doing our skit at the end, we're going to do it in the middle. We're doing our buy, sell, huddle skit. And then we're going to end with our market analysis. Got some pretty cool metrics we want to share with you guys today. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Also, if you come into the chat and you're new, make sure you like the video. Also, say hello. We'd love to give you a shout out. But before I get into the hot take, Robin, what's up? How's your portfolio looking right now? Uh, well, it's it's seen better days, put looking, it that way. Is it looking but, juicy or is it looking moist? Well, you know what? If I were to take a snapshot of my portfolio at the current moment compared to where it was, say, a year ago, uh, definitely still sitting in the green, super green, greener than your sweater. That's and, why so <laughs> I wore green. I thought I could bring some greenery to the crypto market. So now yesterday you were, if by the end of our show, the markets flip, just know I am the market master. Now the reason you wore green is because yesterday you wore your gray sweater. And unfortunately you only own two sweaters. So well, I gotta uh, you gotta, you gotta diversify well, I gotta there. So like that. Hey man, I'm just, I just call it how I see it, man. Uh, we're going to go, uh, after today's show, we're going to the outlet mall here in Las Vegas on North. And we're going to drop Robin off and we're going to go pick forever. up David, some discount, uh, sweaters, uh, might be, uh, not the best quality. You know, the, the outlets aren't known for, uh, uh, for replicating what's the brands properly, but yeah, prices are discounted and you won't know the difference. You buying? Yeah, you know what? I'll buy, I'll buy you a sweater. Okay. I'll buy you a sweater. Right, I, I got you. I I'll got go you. With you. So the markets are down. Yes. Why? Well, there is... Well, it all started. It got kicked off by uh, the Fed's uh, interest rate hike, or at least the disclosure of a meeting they had where they uh, confirmed that they're, they are planning on doing some rate hikes. And if you're not familiar with rate hikes and what that means for the economy, uh, basically, uh, not good. Uh, so... Uh, with that said, uh, we also have the Kazakhstan uh, news. So if you're not is familiar. Is that just butter or is it news? So the, Kaz the Kazakhstan news 
is not foot, bro. There is legitimately riots in the streets. They've overtaken the Capitol. Uh, there, they the president has just said or uh, just announced a shoot to kill order against the uh, what against the protesters. Uh, and oh my god, uh, it's a really ugly scene. So our hearts do go out to the uh, citizens of Kazakhstan. Hopefully, they uh, amend the situation over there. Uh, all go all comes from the the rate the rate hike or removing the cap on on gas and oil. So uh, some people just uh, ain't okay with the rising gas prices. Now, do you think that's a problem? Okay, so do you think because obviously you know Kazakhstan is is number two when it comes to Bitcoin hash rate. Do you think it's bad for Bitcoin that outside of the US, majority of the hash rate is in countries that are similar as far as government-wise to Kazakhstan? You got dictators, communists, socialists. At any point, they can turn off the internet, they can do this, this, and this. Would you like to see more of the Bitcoin hash rate go to more developed countries that have more democracies and republics versus dictatorships and communism? Uh, well, so for me, I, I believe that uh, it's been it's more beneficial for for countries to get into mining. Uh, it is a revenue avenue. It's a revenue possibility. And with that said, uh, you have a lot of people trying to make money that couldn't in the past do so before. Uh, so. I, you know, it, it might not be the best situation for the Bitcoin network for it to be in an unstable country. However, uh, I think it, it, it benefits the world and mankind uh, in the long run to diversify the network. But and also just in the in the Bitcoin kind of just way of thinking of, of it, uh, you have um, uh, you have more you have more nodes spread across. So it becomes essentially more decentralized. So yeah, but then, you don't want to see the aggregation of all of the mining network in one or two countries. Uh, so realistically, it's going to spread out and go to different places. But so then you have but then you have the entire bit like you have an entire cryptocurrency that is at the mercy of a government. And we see it unfolding right now in front of our eyes. But here's here's the thing. You say the mer the, the network is at mercy. The network is not compromised. The network's not going down. Uh, if anything, uh, just just shows you that the hash rate is directly correlated to uh, uh, the Bitcoin hash rate, which is the difficulty of mining uh, for Bitcoin is directly correlated to the price uh, and that's what I'm when, saying. When so. when the hash rate increases, generally, so does the price. Even if it doesn't one to one right away, uh, it will follow that, or at least traditionally, uh, the numbers have said that it does follow the hash rate. So, uh, I mean, it, it creates more volatility in being in areas that are not quite as developed and can and can theoretically shut down the internet. But I mean, it's just the the world we live in today. So uh, it do, it doesn't change. You know, there's it also it just worries me a little bit. That's all. Well, you also got to think there's a lot of businesses outside of cryptocurrency that rely on Kazakhstan. I mean, they 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 are not a tiny tiny puny country that has no relevance. It is uh, a really big player. I mean, it's what Borat's from, from God's sakes. You know? Yeah. It's important. You kind of look like uh, the guy from Borat. You know? If you had like a a cheap suit on, yeah, I think you would. Uh, <laughs> and I can replicate the accent pretty well. That's um, all right. My name is Borat. All right. So let's move on to our very first segment today. We do the hot take. Roll it. It's hot. Ooh, I'm about to cook a steak on this hot take, baby. 
steak on the hot take. I'm about to take. No, I'm not going to rap. Save the rap for another channel. So the hot take for today, the question I'm going to pose is, what does your perfect portfolio look like in 2022? Okay, I'll go first. You can be as broad as you want. You can be as definitive as you want. All right, so here, here's how mine breaks down, okay? And I jotted this down so I don't mess up. So mine, it, for me, it's I'm doing a perfect crypto portfolio. Robin, if you want, you can do just a portfolio in general where you have real estate, stocks, mutual funds, blah, 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 blah. Mine is a crypto portfolio. So my portfolio is gonna look like this in 2022. That doesn't mean that you should invest in these coins. Doesn't mean that these coins are gonna go up or go down. This is just what I like, what I feel comfortable having my money in. So with that being said, 50% of my portfolio is gonna be in Bitcoin. Then I'm gonna put 10% in Ethereum, 10% in Cardano. Then I'm gonna put 5% in Avalanche, Polkadot, and Binance Coin. I'm gonna put 5% I'm either going to split it between Hedera and Algorand, or I'll either go full 5% at Hedera, full 5% Algorand. I'm going to do 5% in either Sandbox or Decentraland, or maybe I'll split that down the middle as well. And then my last 5%, I call these lottery tickets, right? These are very, very small cap coins. You like the project, you've done your research, possible moonshot, Lambo money, right? Retire money, quit your job kind of money. But for these ones, instead of doing one small cap, 5%, I'm going to pick five small caps and do 1% each. So if I have 100K invested, 1,000 of it is going to five different small cap coins that are going to be my possible lottery tickets. If I can hit just one of them out of the five, I am set. If all five go up to zero, that's totally fine because guess what? It only makes up 5% of my portfolio, which is what I am comfortable with. So before you give your take, Robin, what are your thoughts? on on my 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 take over here oh uh, it sounds solid i would i was gonna i was thinking you were gonna have an allocation for nfts you're the big nft guy you don't you're not gonna ha you don't you don't sandbox mana ethereum i mean they're kind of no, no no i'm talking about physical nfts like ones you pick up on OpenSea. i know that's part of your portfolio what what um, percentage is your what percentage of your portfolio are you allocated to the acquisition of nfts what's in your metamask so i don't necessarily put my NFTs in my crypto holding portfolio. That's kind of separate. So I have a separate amount of money that I invest in crypto and then a separate amount of money I invest in NFTs. Okay. Uh, but if I were to invest in NFTs, 95% would be in blue chip NFTs and 5% would be in new up and coming ones. Cool. So, yeah, because the NFT market is the wild, wild west. And uh, if you're not careful, you can lose your ass, take it from someone who has lost his ass on multiple projects. Uh, but the great thing is in NFTs, you, you hit, you, you're good on one, it'll make up for the 10 you lost your ass on. So right. uh, what, what, what about you, Rob? What's your perfect portfolio my, for 2022? My perfect portfolio. Uh, so <clears throat> I, I do have some diversification. I don't have everything in cryptocurrency. So 20% of my portfolio or right around 20% is in the S&P 500. I uh, I don't really dabble in any other stocks other than that. I think, especially if you look at how the S and P 500 has performed uh, in comparison to um, hedge funds, 
Uh, they've outperformed a uh, majority of the hedge funds this year, uh, but the S&P 500 naturally does grow. So I think that's a good hedge or the safest bet against volatility. I do believe in cryptocurrency, uh, and that is where 70% of my portfolio is. I do have 10% also in real estate as well. Uh, but uh, out of my 70%, if I were to break that down, uh, I would say about 80% of it is in between Bitcoin and Ethereum. I was holding more Bitcoin than Ethereum in the past. However, that has diverged and flipped. So I do- uh, You're holding more ETH now? Yeah, I think Ethereum is a, a stable enough project. It has long-term growth. It's not going anywhere. I think there's more, more to be gained from Ethereum uh, and- uh, it just has enough community adoption. So uh, I'm probably sitting around 70% Ethereum, 30% Bitcoin. Uh, and then the rest of it is pretty much spread out across uh, layer, one uh, layer one DeFi's. Layer one DeFi's. So uh, most most of my layer one DeFi, I don't know the exact percentages, but it's sitting around uh, probably around 70% in Cardano. Uh, and then I have a little Solana uh, Avalanche. Uh, and Algorand. So and my I don't, I don't, I haven't diversified too much on 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 the layer one DeFi's. Uh, just in the in a few top projects, I do have I do have probably five percent in some small caps, uh, some some moonshots. So I, I'm not too invested in those though. If you're in the chat and if it's your first time here, drop a hello. We'd love to give you a shout out. We, we also, do, we do have some new people in the chat. Or uh, we have uh, Omelet here. I haven't seen him before, so welcome. I Omelet, <laughs> it's <yeah>. Omelt. <laughs> I'd say omelet, <laughs> omelet, bear, omelet. What's up, bro? It's the morning. It's time for breakfast. At least it is here, uh, local Vegas time. Uh, nah, and then uh, Robert. I know you've been here before. I've seen his name before. So cool. welcome, uh, welcome back, Robert. Welcome back, brother. See, uh, hey, we lost a viewer because you you said omelet instead of omelet. Good job, Robin. Way to tank our show. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, in the chat, let us know how. What's your portfolio look like? Yeah, we want to uh, know where are you diversified into. Uh, what are some projects you're up, you're you're interested in? And if there's any projects you want us to discuss about, go ahead and drop it in the chat. And then when we get to our market analysis, we'll uh, we'll we'll dive a little deeper into those. See? Oh, melt! Look in the chat. Oh, melt! All right, oh, um, omelet, Sorry. omelet. What's up, Sorry, my friend? I'll keep this man in line. We'll melt some cheese on that motherfucker too. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you're a Cardano fan. Uh, if you watch our show, you know me and Robin are huge Cardano fans. We love Cardano. We both hold Cardano. Yeah. And we got some really, really cool news and charts to show you that the whole saying that it's coming, it's coming, it's coming, that it's not just bullshit, false narrative. There's actual facts and data behind the big upcoming move in Cardano. And we're gonna bring you those charts and show you and go over them with you so you guys know and see and understand what we understand and see in Cardano. And also, uh, welcome back, Olga, as well. I've seen, Olga, uh, I've back. seen her back in the chat as well. That's right. All right, let us move on to our next segment we call the Talking Points, the Chitta Chatta, Sin City Chatta. All right. I'm going to go ahead and pull up the laptop here. The first article we have actually, Robin, do we have, uh, let me go back. We're not going to get into articles first. Do we have that video clip? Yeah. Okay. So we had mentioned a week ago that South Park did a special episode on crypto and NFTs. And we promised you guys that we would bring it to you. Didn't happen last week, but guess what? Happy Friday, my friends. If you're a South Park fan, this will be enjoyable to watch. If you're not, this is really funny. So. Without further ado, let us roll the video clip roller. 
Roll it. All right, hold on. We're having uh, technical difficulties. We gotta pull up the video. All right, ready? Here we go. Denny's Applebee's Max is the premier place in town for people to eat. But you are not seeing your true potential. With NFTs, you can give your customers unique digital goods on the blockchain. So much more than just food. How about the Applebee, huh? He's got a little hat and a mustache. And this is chicken fried steak. He ain't no normal chicken, he's wearing a bra. Lots of people eat Denny's and Applebee's. And lots of people know about NFTs. Right here in the middle, you know what this is? People who eat Denny's, Applebee's, and know about NFTs? That's your target audience, baby! I'm so confused. We sell people these characters? No, stupid! We get them to invest in them! Exclusive digital characters that they can have on their phones 24-7! It's the future! You can't just sell food to people! You lure your customers in with some good pancakes and french fries, and then you... Fuck them with some NFTs! That's what we're gonna do! And if you just believe in NFTs, then I believe in NFTs, and then they believe in NFTs, and we make all kinds of fucking money! That's a pretty goddamn good idea. Alright. So, is it just me, or did that presenter guy, if we bleached Robin, all his facial and his head hair blonde, did that kind of look like Robin? Throw some shades on him. And 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 call him Robin. Oh, some shades on me, like you know. Yeah, look, look at that, man. Like that's you, bro. That's you. But don't, just don't take the hat off because your hair is a nightmare. I'm saying oh, no, we no, just no, got no, 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 no. We you know your boy. Gotta... Your boy looking sweet, my dude. No, you're, you're far your boy from... looking sweet. Don't make me do. Don't make is... me do the show with the sunglasses on for the rest of the. Let rest me of the time. let me dye your don't hair blonde, l- and then we'll do a side by side of that know. guy and you. Look at this. Look at this sweet ass hairdo. Oh I got. my god! Put your put your hat back on, please. Put your hat back on. This is here. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you guys. All right. So, you know the man. The man's not lying. You got people that love NFTs. You got people that love Applebee's and Denny's for some reason. I can't seem to understand, but people love it. So why not combine the two, Robin? What What do you think? I it, you like this idea. You know what? It, it basically goes to show you what has transpired in the NFT world in the last say six months. Uh, we did see. Uh, Burger King get into NFTs. We saw uh, McDonald's had the McRib NFT. Uh, so it seems it seems almost comical that there is uh, industries that are getting into NFTs that you would not expect to get into NFTs. NFTs are art driven, and then you have a a, a restaurant sector uh, getting all all in behind it. Uh, now. Uh, if you think about maybe why is that, is that with COVID and all the protocols and what what has happened is that uh, the retail and the restaurant spaces, hospitality was uh, affected uh, probably the most out of yeah. all of all, all the sectors in, in, in finance. Uh, so uh, basically you're looking for people trying to, to stay afloat, trying to monetize any way they can so that way they can they can pay the bills you also got to think about the labor shortage that there was and now that mcdonald's is is paying 12 dollars an hour on average uh for all of their employees now so no longer can you get away with paying the minimum wage and the price of of food at these restaurants have gone up however 
Uh, it hasn't gone up in correlation to the price of food because of the supply chain shock and, and also the price of labor as well. So uh, you got You got to look at different avenues of, of how to make money. So uh, but it, it, it's comical. It's funny. I, I think I think it's going to I think it's going to just come full circle. You're going to start seeing it in not just restaurants and retail shops like Nike and Adidas uh, and restaurants. But you're I gonna think see that you're going to start seeing it in corporations. You're going to start seeing IBM, Google, uh, Facebook, all of these big top companies in the U.S. are going to start offering NFTs. Uh, it, it just makes sense because it doesn't take much overhead. It doesn't, it doesn't cost the company a lot of money to get into NFTs and monetize it. And if they have a community, they have a following, even, you know, if you look at Denny's as comical as it is, there are some people that go there every day and they really love, who do you know that goes to Denny's every day? Uh, you go to Burger King every day. That's so. not true at all. So, anyways, if you could get a Burger King NFT, I'm sure you would. I mean, or at least I there, wouldn't. there, there is a community for it. So, uh, do, you, the, do you know anyone that goes to Denny's every day? I, I don't, but I don't I've either. Been, I've been to Denny's, and I'm telling you, you see, you see somebody walk in, and the hostess is immediately like, "Hey, uh, Mister, whatever, welcome back, welcome back," and they're over here talking to you. So you, you could, you can identify those people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know any of them personally, but all right. Let's move on to our first article. Well, hold on. What do you what do you what do you think though? You ain't gonna I already said my piece, man. You, you you didn't say anything. Yeah, I did. I said people love NFTs, people love Denny's and Applebee's. That's it. That's your it's your take? That's my take. Okay. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you you take the floor over and you say everything I'm gonna say. So I just uh, I stay quiet sometimes. Russell, what's up, bro? Welcome back to the show, my dude. Drop a like. Let's break, let's get a party started up in here. Uh Russell, if you haven't met Omelette yet, uh he's it's he's melt. He's uh super cheesy. You're such an idiot, bro. <laughs> melt, don't worry, man. I got your back. All right. Let's move on to our first article. We're gonna talk about not Robin. He's too ugly. We're gonna talk about Kazakhstan. So Robin did mention in the beginning of the show the riots and protests that are going on in Kazakhstan, and they have literally blocked access to the entire internet. This article kind of talks about what happens to crypto now. Uh, the British service NetBlock monitors the state of the network around the world, confirmed that the internet is blocked. The interruptions began in the country on January 4th, and by the 5th, traffic had collapsed down to zero. You can see the chart here. It is literally zero. No one in the entire country of Kazakhstan has access to cellular or internet. And uh, talks about here, it accounts, Kazakhstan accounts for 18% of all mining in the Bitcoin network. And there's a few people that have said they are not planning on leaving Kazakhstan as far as miners go, that they plan on sticking it out. I'm going to pose the same question that I posed 15 minutes ago because we do have a couple new people in the chat. Would you like to see more diversification away from countries that are communist countries, socialist countries, or dictatorships and bring more to republics, democracy countries? My answer to that question is yes. Can you imagine if this had happened before China decided to ban Bitcoin? What would have happened if China decides to ban Bitcoin and at the same time this happens in Kazakhstan? You're talking about the Bitcoin hash rate falling 60-70%. And if you know anything about Bitcoin hash rate and relation to its price, 
Typically, when the hash rate is high, the price follows. And when the hash rate dips, the price follows that as well. We saw that when China finally banned crypto. If you remember the big Bitcoin crash from 60. Yeah, that, that was in May. It was directly correlated once the Bitcoin miners were shut off in China. Yep. So was the price. That's right. And so 18% of the entire network's mining capacity comes out of this country that the government is literally telling their law enforcement to shoot to kill their own citizens. Can we really trust the stability of our cryptocurrency markets, especially Bitcoin, to countries? And this is not anything against the people of Kazakhstan. It is the government. It is the elected officials. Are they really elected? Who knows? I'm just saying, would it be better to see more hash rate coming out of countries that have actual governments that don't order their law enforcement agencies to shoot to kill their own citizens? Robin, what do you think? Okay, so let's put this into perspective, first of all. Uh, they didn't shut down the internet to shut down Bitcoin. Uh, so if that's what you think your the narrative is here, it's, it's not. Uh, so what happened there was uh, th there, the idea of, of closing the internet down is that the rioters and the protesters and the people that are directly starting the conflict and continuing the conflict uh they are the ones that uh they're they're communicating by internet so via whatsapp uh also via uh the uh other social media platforms but well, predominantly whatsapp so they're communicating and saying hey meet up here to protest and they're trying to get rid of that yeah they're trying to disrupt the organization of the rioters and the insurgents and all that and and the, the way they're doing it is by by shutting off their channels of communication. Uh, so it's not like now that the Internet's down, it's not like people are grabbing walkie talkies and, and using it. So uh, cool. so what what has happened in, you know, a, a side effect of that is that obviously people can't communicate the loved ones. Uh, there's people that are that are separated that can't get a hold of one another. Uh, so that's pretty scary as well. So uh, I know the big narrative here is, oh my God, the Bitcoin network's down. But uh, honestly, who who really gives a fuck? Uh, I mean, the 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 country, like if you've not looked at it on TV, it is awful. Uh, so I I could care less if the price of Bitcoin went from forty five thousand to forty two thousand. Like boohoo! Like who cares? Like they have more real issues, uh, and if the miners are gonna stay there, cool, whatever. And you know, I I don't I don't care. I, Bitcoin will be fine. Uh, my portfolio will be fine. Uh, the only people that really lost are people that over leveraged and traded. So I mean, for me, I I could care less. I really could care less, and and my heart really goes out. It, those images are awful, uh, and. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't give a fuck about about Bitcoin network with that. So, okay, all right, let's move on to our next article. <clears throat> GameStop shares jumped twenty six percent in after hours trade after NFT division is unveiled. GameStop has hired twenty members for his new NFT division, and they are looking for partnerships. Uh, the share price of Reddit's quote cult favorite. Why is it a cult? Why are people that got together to pump up the, the price of a stock because they love GameStop, they're gamers, or maybe they just hate the Wall Street pigs that had that short squeeze in and were trying to make the company go bankrupt? Why are they a cult? Why are they a cult? Well, they, they almost have a cult following. 
I mean, if you uh, if you but think, when you if, put the cult label on on a group of people, cult it's has like a bad they blindly. Design. Yeah, it's like they blindly do something. These people were not blind; they were not dumb. They you could say the same smart. thing about the Bitcoin maxis. I mean, you could say they're a cult following. You you could say the same thing about people that are behind gold. It's just it's just a cognitation that people use uh, for a certain group of overly ambitious people or people that are that stand behind one uh one idea so uh i mean i don't know man it's for me reddit thing it, it's a good shake up it took it, it it basically punched the people in wall street right in the face uh and people that thought they could just make a quick book by somebody else's downfall uh were in for surprise when the people rose up and said you're not we're, we're tired of you big corporations just putting people out of business and making money on it. And somebody stood up and, and got behind it. So uh, for me, I, I, I think it's great. Uh, and then uh, on the article itself, uh, GameStop has a huge community. And we know what happens with a huge community. When you have a huge community and a huge following, and these people are younger individuals, and they're in the tech, uh, and these people are into cryptocurrency, uh, when you release an NFT, when you release a, a, that that kind of monetization, you're going to get a lot of interest. Not to mention, there's a ton of buzz behind GameStop anyway. So, uh, I, I mean, I think it's good. It makes sense. And it's, you know, what what GameStop also uh, did, didn't do, if you, if you didn't know this about GameStop. So when their their, their stocks went from uh, $20 to wherever it was in, in a matter of like a couple of weeks, they didn't sell any of their stock. The CEO holders and the board members, they didn't, they didn't sell any of their stocks. And if you would have asked any professional or any industry leader in Wall Street, what should you do is you should have cashed out then because you know it's a failing business model. And so since it's a failing business model, they didn't sell out, bro. They could have, but they held on. And now and now they're they're being progressive and they're they're uh coming out with nfts and you know what i like to see them get into the digital gaming too i mean why not i mean nobody's really doing digital gaming outside of steam and uh a handful of other platforms uh you know they uh, they sell games man why not just ramp it up and get into the uh, uh get into the uh the online market there's and a there's a quote i do want to read and i'm going to pull up the laptop again um i got it so it says so Obviously, the news hit the Reddit circles, and one person thinks that the move, the, the price jump after hours trading was not due to the Wall Street Journal's article about the NFTs. Uh, this is a direct quote. Sorry, but I don't believe the movement in price after hours has to do with the uh, Wall Street Journal's posting about the GameStop NFT market. I think something else is happening, and this article was put out to give the NFT market as the scapegoat for the price increase. So what could this this other thing be that these people that this person is saying is the real reason behind GameStop moving up 30% after hours or 26% after hours? Robin, what do you think? It's just by it's by the news. I mean, they come out and they say they're releasing NFTs and uh people just go and buy it. I mean, it's not, we, we're all familiar if, if all of a sudden there's a big partnership or something really cool and innovative coming out from a blockchain protocol, uh, what happens immediately afterwards? 
you get a you get a big pump in the uh, in the price, uh, a lot of FOMO. So uh, same same thing here. There's nothing nothing revolutionary or nothing groundbreaking or nothing uh, GameStop, really different. So GameStop investors are legends. Legend. All right, uh, we do ha we do have uh, somebody new in the chat. Uh, I guess it's Sam Green. Uh, great job. Uh, wants to know a little bit more about Pulse Chain launch. Uh, Pulse we'll, chain we'll, launch. We'll talk about that uh, a little later in the market analysis. Uh, Pulse Chain is a uh, another another Work project. Yeah, another project by the uh, the Hex community. So uh, some some pretty pretty cool. If you're interested in it, it's definitely worth a little research for sure. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our very next article. Pull up my laptop here. The SEC files complaint against operator of, quote, unregistered $33 million crowd machine ICO. ICO tokens from crowd computer were sold to Americans as, quote, investment contracts, according to the SEC's complaint, which classifies them as securities. Now, they're filing a lawsuit against Australian Craig Sproul for the alleged fraudulent and unregistered sale of digital asset securities. Uh, some pretty harsh uh, stuff going on here. They're saying uh, that he raised $33 million and lack of sufficient capital to fund continued operations. Sounds like they're saying he's trying to do a rug pull here. And if I can find, uh, it says numerous courts have found specifically that offers and sales of digital assets like CMC CMCTs are investment contracts and therefore that such digital assets are securities under the federal securities law. Pretty some pretty harsh. Uh, they're saying that he won't be able to work for a public company in an executive position. He has to pay a fine of about one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. So they're going after this guy. One hundred and ninety thousand dollars. I'm sure that's pennies to him. But yeah, but um, so this is why when new coins and new projects launch, your wording is key. You use a term like dividend. The SEC is going to come tear you to shreds. That's why you see words like reflections or staking. So this is just, I don't know. If, if the SEC, obviously they are looking to make an example out of these crypto projects to prove a point. And if you're not smart enough to make sure that your wording and everything you're doing, you've checked all the boxes of, hey, the SEC is not going to mess with me. They're not going to mess with my project. And kind of shame on you. Right? What do you think? Is this is this the guy's fault or is this the SEC overreaching? No, I don't think anybody's really at fault. I mean, the crypto platform is just kind of following along what everybody else is doing. Uh, there is a ton of projects that have already launched, that have launched, that have become successful, that went into the exact same uh, the exact same route. So. Uh, just like XRP got hit with the lawsuit, uh, there was already a ton of chains that did the exact same thing XRP did. Uh, so uh, I guess it's just uh, unfortunate luck. But, you know, as you referenced, if you uh, cross your T's and dot your I's, have lawyers look over your paperwork and do things on the best way to cover your own ass, then uh, that's obviously the, the best route to go. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I, you know what? There is a lot of shady crypto companies out there and there's a lot of you know and, it, and it, i'm not familiar with this one myself uh so perhaps uh the sec is actually doing some good in our space uh, some regulation and some activity you know some regulation might actually be good for our crypto space I've been and saying also it. shutting down some of these projects that are 
clearly and obviously scams. Uh, if the SEC could focus their efforts on these type of projects versus these blue chip projects that uh, already established or pretty much DeFi that have gigantic communities with tons and tons of people with billions of dollars invested in them, uh, instead of going after these projects that, that seem that seem counterproductive, uh, why not try to protect investors from the real dangers of cryptocurrency? And that would be some of these like fraudulent projects. So you know what? I, I disagree. I think that the regulation of just letting anyone to be able to remain anonymous, launch a project, and then literally screw people out of tons of their money, that needs to fall on the smart chains. It needs to fall on Ethereum, on Binance, on Solana, on but Avalanche. Binance, Ethereum, Solana, they're all DeFi platforms. You're talking nonsense, bro. You can't, there, there has how, to how be. How is Ethereum gonna regulate somebody on their there chain? There has to be. They can't. There has to be there some no. type of Zero. way there has to be some type of way implemented. It's a DeFi to, platform. I Literally, know, I'm saying we we might not know what that information or what that constitutes, but they need to find a way to be able to KYC these people that are launching projects on their chain, or or at they least or, or put something in. Yeah, the so so you're telling me Ethereum. Money, so you should put in an application to launch a DApp on Ethereum, and they can pick. I don't know no, what that looks no. like. I'm not a developer. You're not. I, no, I'm just saying. I'm telling I'm you. Saying. You're talking about the 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 designers of a platform need to start picking and choosing who who launches. Like it's, I, no, it's no, called no, DeFi for a reason. Don't pick and choose. At least know who the fuck these people are. Okay, well, Cardano does that. They they have a uh, a research platform that gives you aggregates a lot of different research and, and metrics uh, behind the projects that launch on them. But that that's up to you to get on there. It, you know, they they at least provide that tool for somebody that's interested in doing or a little some bit more sort research, of mechanism but. in their smart contracts that locks up the money or something, something because. The SEC would have to form a complete another division to keep up with all these new projects that are launching if they want to if they want to rule out and take away all the scams, the people that are just launching projects to take money away from people. And and I don't see that happening. So if there could be something put in place to where you cannot launch a project anonymously because if you have the balls to screw people over their hard-earned money you should also be able to face the consequences of when those people decide that, you know what, fuck this guy. And, you know, they come after you and, and take your money or whatever else they want to do. I think it's all fair game. So I understand it's decentralized, it's DeFi, but I'm not a developer, so I don't know. Maybe it's not even possible, but if, it's, if there's a, a fraction of a percent possibility, please, please. Yeah, it's called centralization. Don't let anyone just come in and launch projects it's the same without... you could say the same thing about people spreading misinformation on social media uh i mean do you want to regulate and, and pick and but, choose what information you you can put no, out no, there no, 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 no. So, how is that even the same it is because These you have are... somebody promoting scams on a network uh so if you want to regulate it then it's no longer DeFi. But if, and if you want are not if there, you there can't people, be promoted, right? If you want to give people the opportunity to express their their uh, their beliefs and, and express how they feel or whatever presidential candidate they're behind or whatever it is, uh, if you're going to censor their their words, it's pretty much the same thing. It's the ideology. I mean, 
you're going to get bad actors in every industry. I mean, what are you going to do? Just regulate the shit out of it so that way so yes, that way it you, sucks will for you get, no. Will you get some bad actors? Yes. But will it alleviate 80% of the ones that just come in there, launch a coin, take people's money and Man, run? Yes. You know what? I... The free market is going to decide if you decide to take a huge risk and, and invest in something small and and super speculative and you do some research and you don't see a, a team or founders and there's all kinds of red flags, you lose your money, then you learn your lesson. Simple as that. And if somebody calls you on your phone and they say, hey, uh, uh, we, 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 whatever, blah, 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 you need to send us money. If you just pull out your checkbook and just start sending money, that's your own dumbass fault, man. And I feel bad for those people that lose money, but let's be real. I, it's not like we're going to all of a sudden regulate who can call my phone. I'm not going to be like, well, okay, if you're not in my this? address okay, book, what you about this? <clears throat> what about this? On CoinMarketCap, all the metrics are reported by the other companies. Anything outside of the top 250, these projects, they can go in and they can say, we've done 40 billion in volume when they've done like a million in volume. What about that side of it? Uh, well, they they actually do uh, uh, check and verify the data. If there is a number that they are, if, if there is numbers that they're pulling directly from the uh, the platform, they will list it on their website at the bottom. It'll say, uh, these are numbers reported by, so there's a disclaimer on there. Uh, I mean, what, what do you want? Coin market cap to, to physically audit a uh, thousand plus, you know, three, 3,000 different chains and, and see what their Something. numbers are. I mean, no, shit, they do we're that. in the world they of fucking that. blockchain. You they have do that contracts. They do you that. have oracles. They can do all that for no, you. Not, no, not for everything. You don't know what the tokenomics are looking like. I mean, if you're selling, if you're selling, gotta okay, be somewhere. small tokens are selling their tokens, uh, small projects are selling their tokens on the website. You just go in, you, you hook up your MetaMask and you download it or whatever it is or whatever, however you, you allocate it. A lot of times they, they hold it They'll with take staking. take that volume from the so, website. No. No what? How are they going to do that? They, they don't you have any me there's no way to aggregate data. Yeah. Yeah. You know what they do? They, they get the data from, from the developers and then the bigger projects, when they have time, they verify it. Instead of getting it from the developers, get it from the fucking contract. They they're getting executed. They do that for all the big projects. The giant projects, they do that. So why can't you do it for the mid caps? Because the there is 2,000 plus. So How, fucking what? It's a free website. Get out of here, There's bro. tons of oracles. There's tons you, of you, smart contract you want, platforms. It, it's you're telling like, me they can't like, handle it? You're like arguing with me over... Over the dumbest, it's like nah, nah, in the in a dream not. scenario. Yes, it would be nice. It's the same thing in the dream scenario. If everybody showed up to work and nobody stole, like let's be real, man. You can't keep an eye everybody on everybody. Showed up to work and nobody stole. Yeah, I'm just saying it's what human kind of nature. There's too much stuff going on in the market. You you you're expecting Coin Market Cap to to audit three thousand different blockchains for some stupid meme coins. And if you lose your money in a in a stupid meme coin, it's your own dumbass fault, man. I'm sorry. Wow. You're wrong. All right, let's move on. Metaverse, or sorry, Meta, formerly known as Facebook. Meta's recent virtual concerts flops severely. Is Facebook rebrand becoming disastrous? So <clears throat> apparently Meta launched a Metaverse concert. They had uh, rapper Young Thug on there. They had uh, DJ and producer David Guetta and the Chainsmokers. Apparently it was a complete flop. No traction on social media, no one talking about it, and on top of it, they had technical issues. Robin, are you happy to see this, or are you sad to see this? I know some people are going to be happy because they hate Facebook, and I know some people are going to be upset because they want the metaverse to succeed. What side do you land on? Uh, I don't think you can 
I don't think it's right to be happy. I, I would like to see, especially anything in the cryptocurrency space, I want to see growth and innovation and a move forward. And if the biggest, if one of the biggest players in the, in the social media uh, scene is launching a metaverse and they're trying to incorporate blockchain and they, and they, they fail, it, you know, it, it kind of hurts everybody. So, uh, but here's what I'm going to say. I, I'm not surprised. Uh, Think of this, all the progressive people that are using uh, cryptocurrency aren't really using Facebook. Think of, the, the, at least here in the US, think of all of the people that are using Facebook. It's maybe uh, a generation older than ourselves, David. And the younger generation, the ones that are- say my that, name? The, <laughs> I said like me and you, bro. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I you're saying I'm old. You're older than me. No, I'm saying the people that are older than us okay, are, are basically the ones that are into uh, to Facebook or, or are heavily into Facebook and use it all the time. Uh, now, uh, with that said, you also- uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I. I think it is what it is. I'm not surprised. Cryptocurrency community isn't all in on Facebook. Cryptocurrency community is on on Instagram, on uh, Telegram, on Discord. That's where the community lives. They don't live on Facebook. Moneygram. So, so if Facebook has a metaverse thing, uh, you know, I don't see. I don't see my dad who and my mom who use Facebook all the time, uh, going to the Chainsmokers concert or watching their videos. So. I think they dropped the ball on that. Now, if they would have did like a Willie Nelson concert or they would have done like a Dolly Parton concert on Facebook meta, then uh, I think they would have had a huge turnout. You know, I think you're just uh, you're going after the wrong demographic there. So so a lot of people when 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 Facebook came out and said that they're rebranding and they're and they're kind of build their own metaverse. They were nervous. They didn't like it. They've seen what Facebook has done with Facebook, and they think that they're going to try to monopolize and go against everything that cryptocurrency is right now, which is open source. And they're gonna try to do this thing their own way and leave everyone out high and dry. Because let's face it, they have more resources than probably every company or a coin project combined in the crypto space today. So for me, I don't, I don't necessarily have a strong side on if Facebook succeeds or Meta succeeds or doesn't. I think nothing bad will come out of them succeeding. But I also think if they fail, that'll open more avenues for the actual decentralized companies like the Sandbox, like Decentraland, or any up-and-coming metaverse projects to be able to get a footing in the marketplace and get market share before Facebook or Meta tries to take over the entire market. So that's kind of my take on it. Uh, but... Like, what do they expect? This is literally the first one they've ever done. Do they think it was going to be like 10 million people watching and no technical difficulties? You're a social media company. You're going into the metaverse. Of course, you're going to have hiccups. So uh, I'm not, a, I originally wasn't going to put this article in there, but I figured meta, Facebook, huge, metaverse, huge. So figured it'd be a good talking point. But with that being said, we're going to move on to our very next article. This is along the lines of Robin. He is a big gamer. Castlevania's Konami is latest video game giant to jump into Ethereum NFTs. Game publisher Konami is releasing NFT collectibles, starting with Castlevania. Uh, major game publishers like Ubisoft and Square Enix have dipped their toes in the rising NFT market, but they've received backlash. Still, that hasn't stopped Konami 
from launching their NFT projects on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, all told, Konami will release 14 single edition NFTs inspired by the game franchise Castlevania. Robin, have you ever played Castlevania? Yes, I have. I haven't played any of the newest uh, versions, but uh, I'm definitely a big, big fan of that. Okay. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, big fan of Castlevania's franchise. Uh, let me tell you, the Castlevania community uh, is absolutely huge. Uh, they have a big following. Uh, they might not have... Is it a good game? What is that? Is Castlevania actually a good game? Uh, it is pretty good. Uh, if you're you're not familiar with the game, huh? Not really. I know Konami uh, from when I used to go to the arcade and play uh, Street Fighter. Oh, okay. that's Konami, right? That that it. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they yeah they also did. Uh, not a huge game. Street Fighter. Uh, what it, Street Fighter? Konami is actually uh, a company based out of uh, Las Vegas. So uh, they right. are they are a huge software developer for the uh, slot machine games as well. So uh, when you when you have all those graphics and designs, you know, like the the Alice in Wonderland slot machine and the Buffalo slot machine. I don't know which ones they're responsible for, but those those. Uh, graphics Buffalo, and stuff. That's are, my mom's favorite. Yeah, those are those are done by uh, by software developers that have graphic experience in building graphics. So, uh, yeah. But for me, really cool, really cool space. It, it makes sense because there's such a young uh, community that's behind the Castlevania franchise. Uh, and since you said you weren't familiar with Castlevania, he's like a, a vampire hunter. Uh, and, uh, or he might actually be a vampire, but I don't exactly remember the storyline, but, uh, it's a, it, it, the premise is around vampires and killing bats and then like goblins and ghouls and things like that. Uh, I haven't really got into it ever since super Nintendo. So speaking uh, so of I'm, bats and NFTs, did you know that Ozzy Osbourne is launching his own NFT line called crypto bats? Yeah. We talked about that, uh, a few days ago. My guess is it's literally going to sell out in like two minutes. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's all about the community. Uh, but, I mean, you never know. I mean, that's an assumption, but I, I could see that one falling on its face. If, if you're in the chat and it's your first time here, drop a hello. We'd love to give you a shout out. Also, if you're a big NFT person like I am, drop that in the comment as well. And if you are going to look into buying crypto bats, give us a thumbs up. We'd like to know too. So for me, this article is, it just adds to... How many more of these traditional companies are hopping into blockchain or hopping into the metaverse or hopping into NFTs? My friends, the FUD that keeps going around every time the crypto markets are down, oh, crypto is going bye-bye. There's nothing back in crypto. Look at the evidence. Look at how many companies are putting their resources into hiring blockchain developers, into hiring staff, more staff to to build out things on the metaverse, things related to NFTs, look no further than the facts. Don't listen to your uncle sitting on the couch who's 60 years old and has no ideas what even a blockchain is. Don't listen to someone like Dave Ramsey who doesn't even know what Bitcoin is. All I'm saying is when there's FUD, go to the facts. See what is happening. What these companies and businesses that are worth billions of dollars what are they doing? You follow the money. Follow the money lead and you'll see. And then your passion and your commitment to crypto will get even better. All right. We're going to move on 
We do things a little different. So typically we do the market analysis now and then the skit at the end, but we're gonna flip it. So for today's skit, we are doing our buy sell huddle before you run the graphic, just real quick. What is buy sell huddle? So if you remember a childhood game where your friend would come up to you and say, hey, 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 all right, you got a blank, blank, and blank. You got to marry one, sleep with one, and kill one. Go. So we took that concept and we applied it to crypto. So buy, sell, or hodl. I'm going to list out three coins, three projects, and we're going to decide which one we're going to buy, which is we believe in the short term, which one we're going to hodl, which is we believe in the long term, and which one we're going to sell, which we don't believe in at all, or we don't believe in currently. So with that being said, Roll the graphic, buy, sell, hodl, let's go. Buy, sell, or hodl. All right. So our three coins today, buy, sell, or hodl, Ave, Elrond, or Tron. I will go first. So. I am selling, Robin. What do you think I'm selling before I before I give my uh, my take here? You're probably selling Tron. Yep, I am selling Tron. It's been around forever, and it has literally done shit. Justin Sun, who was the co-founder and president CEO at Tron, has just left the company. No one knows what the hell is going on. What they're doing? They acquired BTT BitTorrent a while ago. Nothing's happened to BitTorrent. They're stagnant. It might change. How they're still in the top 25, I have no idea. Uh, but right now, I don't believe in Tron unless something changes, unless they do something revolutionary or at least stay competitive, man. Like, I can't tell you the last time I was going through the crypto news and I find an article about Tron, <laughs> except that when Justin Sun left. Like, so what's, what's happening? I don't believe in your team. I don't believe in your project. At the very moment, I'm selling you Tron. Tron community, stand up and punch David in the face. Thank you. I am buying Elrond. Elrond is supposedly a multifaceted sharded network. They are a layer one, dele not delegated, uh, secure proof of stake. Apparently, it is the, they call themselves the most uncompromisable layer one blockchain out there right now. They're saying you can launch a dApp in less than 15 minutes. It is a pretty big market cap. It's got a really good team behind it. Uh, not something that I would feel comfortable hodling long-term, but for the time being, especially with the market tumbling, if I have or I'm gonna get Elrond, I am buying it short-term. And then, of course, for my hodl, I am completely all-in hodling Ave. If you don't know Ave, it is a decent DeFi lending and borrowing platform. If you have cryptocurrency, you can lend it out and earn money that way. Or if you want to borrow against your cryptocurrency, you're needing some cash, you want to make a big purchase, you don't have to liquidate your crypto. You can borrow against it up to 80% of its total value. The interface, their website is super easy to navigate. They have a great team behind it. This is a project that went from 50 cents to over $400 in less than one year. Less than one year. It's got big backers behind it. Mark Cuban has a shitload of Ave. He actually talked about this about maybe three, four months ago. Uh, I'm a believer. You can yield farm. You can, uh, it's just extremely accessible. If you have not been to the Ave platform, 
whether or not you're trying to lend or borrow, I'd go on there and just see what I'm talking about, see how easy it is to navigate through the website and how easy it is to borrow or lend your cryptocurrencies. So I'm buying Elrond, I'm hodling Ave, and I'm selling shitty ass Tron. Robin, I'm gonna send it over to you. What do you buy, sell, and hodling? I am definitely on the same page with the Tron. I know that for sure. <clears throat> Elrond and Ave are both two two big platforms. So uh, I don't know. I don't know about those two. But either way, I'm gonna sell Tron. Uh, Tron isn't. I know you you referenced why they still in the top twenty five. Uh, Tron has a huge huge presence in Japan and in China. Uh, that is where all all or most of their users are from. There is a ton of interoperability there. People are using Tron. It is a very cheap network to use. So uh, if you want to transact with Tron as far as sending payments from one place to another, uh, it's probably the preferred payment method for that in, in Asia. So uh, that's why they're still there. That's why they have the dominance here in the US for whatever reason they just uh, don't have a lot going on uh, and in like Europe and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it's all, it's all about, uh, it's all about the far East on that one. Uh, so what, what am I going to buy and hodl? You know what? I, I will buy Ave. I don't, I don't see any major crazy growth coming out of Ave. I think it is a good long-term project. I just think that the gains that you're going to see from Ave are going to be slow and progressive. What if, what if uh, I told you that Ave is coming out with NFT lending as well? Just fine. I mean, how much would money? That change? How much money are they going to make on that? Would that would that change? I, I don't think. Okay, I'm still I, I'm I'm a, I'm a believer in Ave. I, I like Ave, and you know it, it is kind of a toss up there. But I would favor Elrond just because of where they're at, where they're at on the where market, at. where they're at on the market cap list. So uh, sitting at uh, where, where is uh where is Elrond on the market cap list? Uh, but right now, either way, uh, they're far behind. I think they're like thirtieth or something. Uh, it should be uh, E Gold or whatever it is. Uh, so 41, number 41. So yeah. So where they're at on the market cap list, they are pretty comparable to uh, Algorand. If you're going to compare one chain to the other, uh, I feel like Algorand and Elrond, uh, share a lot of similarities as far as their team and development, uh, layer one DeFi and kind of how they've, and how their roadmap unfolds. So, uh, I could see them getting into the top 20. Uh, so I think there's a lot more upside to Elrond as far as growth. I don't see Ave getting in the top, you know, 20, at least not in the next year. But I could see I could see that uh Elrond could. So I think, don't see I, think Ave I think there's a, a better long-term hold on that one. Uh but I mean they're both good projects, so I'm behind either one. So you're buying Ave. <clears throat> Ave is currently number 50, by the way. Yeah. Number 50 with a 2.8 billion dollar market cap. To get into the top 20, we are talking ten billion dollar market cap, so a four x or three and a half x. You don't think that's possible? No, I didn't say I didn't think it wasn't possible. I just think the probability of Elrond getting there, I think, is a little higher than Ave. I think more money is getting poured into the layer one DeFi projects. I mean, you you see where where Solana, Avalanche, Algorand. 
uh, Cardano. You see where all of these all of these projects <clears throat> they're neck and neck with those. Those they they were in the same boat. They they have kind of the same community or ideology. So uh, there there's a big community behind Elrond, man. There's a they, I don't know if you've looked into it, but man, they they are they are oh, passionate. So I just I could I just see them catching up to the rest of the pack versus Ave, you know, making up a lot of ground compared to the layer one DeFi. So Okay. All right. We're gonna move on to the last buy sell huddle. And this one is our funny one. So you know we gotta throw some funny in there. We are about the entertainment, not just the cryptocurrency information. Try to bundle them both, but buy sell or hodl motel six an amsterdam hostel or moving ba moving back in with your parents motel six an amsterdam hostel which they did a movie on by the way how, how long do i gotta live in these places and moving back in with your parents what, what's the time frame we talking about one year one year one year one year one year one year robin i'm gonna let you go first on this one my friend all right, I, I'm gonna have to sell moving in with my parents. Uh, that that is. So that, you'd rather live in a hostel for a year yeah. than stay with your parents? Yeah, at least at least I feel like in a hostel you can just be quiet and people will leave you alone. Really, you uh, literally share rooms with people, and there's bunk beds in man, the rooms. Did dude, you not watch the movie? I'm telling you, I have a good relationship with my mom and dad, and I feel like it might get spoiled. So it's more of the the side effect. I might have a better day to day experience in a hostel or even in Motel Six, uh, but I, I feel like my relationship with my parents was sour if I moved in there, right, and and I like I like what I have. Uh, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where. Obviously, I've been living on my own since I was since I was 18 years old. He's lying. He's so, still currently living in his with his parents. Absolutely not. So, anyways, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell the parents, uh, and then uh, I will uh, buy the hostel. I not not yeah. I mean, I, I like my own privacy, and uh, so yeah, definitely the Motel Six sounds like the best long term hold. If I got to stay there for a year, I mean, the amenities might suck. You know, the bar soap that you get at those uh, hotels dry out my skin. Uh, so uh, that there is definitely some some negatives all across the board there. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna long term huddle the the Motel Six. So all right, I'm gonna make mine fast. I'm buying Motel Six. I'm selling the hostel because. Fuck if I ever have to share a room with a stranger. And third, I'm huddling moving in with, back in with the parents. If I absolutely had to for a year, I'd rather move in with my mom. She makes amazing food. She makes great Armenian food and Greek food. And she'll do all my laundry for me. She'll do all the dishes for me. Oh, lazy ass. You know, I'm just saying, man, if I had to, that's what I would do. All right. So with that being said, we're going to move on to... The biggest portion of our show, which is going to be our market analysis. Robin, if you would do me the kind favor, stop drinking your 70th drink and roll the graphic, the market analysis. Let's go. All right. So the first thing I want to show you guys before we get into prices. So I found this. I found this chart here. Okay, it's the flows by asset chart in and the numbers are in millions of US dollars. Okay, 
So this shows, this is from December 31st. So the very last, this is over the last week and a half, $61 million has left Ethereum and 20 million of that has gone into Binance. But look where else all that money is going. Solana, Cardano. Damn it, Tron, why are you on here? Fuck, I just shitted on you. Tron, and then you have other ripples, got 1.2. What, what's your take on this, Robin? What, what are you thinking about this? Money is leaving Ethereum, and a majority of it is going to Binance. It is going to Cardano, Solana, and Tron. I mean, I think that's just the natural movement of the markets. Uh, as, as gains start to subside in the biggest projects, so as Bitcoin stops seeing so much gains, when Bitcoin goes from, when Bitcoin was going from 10,000 or 8,000 to 50,000, uh, there was a lot of people that were rushing into Bitcoin. And then if you take a few months and you're just trading sideways, obviously the money trickles down. The same as can be said for Ethereum. Uh, so uh, we had a lot of movement in Ethereum uh, uh, when it went from like, $1,800 up to $4,000, uh, even you know, 4000 is some change. Uh, but uh, it's kind of been in that little zone for a while if you take away this most recent dip. So uh, it, it makes sense. People are people are, are, are hungry, man. They're, and there's unfortunately a lot of people that aren't hodling long-term. They're trying to move their assets or day trade uh, into other projects that, are, that they feel are going to pump. Uh, but let me tell you, man, that that is a, a proven way of of losing your money. Uh, if you start to chase other projects because somebody else you know made money, or you see that big pump in another project, uh, as far as on the coin market cap list, uh, or you know whatever it is, or you start getting tired, I'm telling you that is when stuff starts pumping. When you're like, man, this thing hasn't moved in forever. It's been like two months. Like you know what? Fuck it, I'm selling. And then you sell and you go to a different project. You have you go for you're basically think about it. You're you're selling when the project is low, and then you're moving to another project that's hot or has pumped that is high that has a lot of hype behind it. And you're you're basically selling low and you're buying high. Uh, and that's just the natural psyche of the of your of your standard investor. Uh, so don't be the dumb money. And if you want some long term gains, don't be selling your Ethereum going to Tron. Don't sell your Ethereum and go to Solana because let me tell you, Solana ain't going to pump right now. And who is going to pump? Ethereum. Ethereum has been trading sideways for quite some time. They are due for a pump. I know there's been a lot of talk about the Ethereum network being bogged down, being slow, but I'm telling you, man, it's going to start pumping. Things pump when you generally don't expect them to. When everyone talks about, oh, Bitcoin is, is done, it's not moving, and it's been doing this for X amount of time, that's, that's when things start pumping. So Okay. So cool little chart I found. I just wanted to go over it. Now we're getting to our the actual markets here. I'm gonna pull up the laptop. So we are currently down almost five percent in the last 24 hours. We are under the two trillion total market cap for the entire crypto space. But Bitcoin dominance is back up to 40 percent. ETH dominance has dropped down to 19.2 percent. We have Bitcoin as sitting at 41.9. Guys, 42,000 is extremely strong and important support level. 
I talk about this all the time. If we are if we go and stay under 42, we might hit 38, but chances are we're probably going down to the low 30s. Uh, real quick, if you want us to discuss a project, uh, we will take a peek at it. Uh, we did have somebody uh, reference Pulse Chain earlier. We'll take a Amp. peek at that as well. I mentioned Amp. Uh, Amp as well. So if there's anything you want us to take a look at, give us. we want us to give you our thoughts and maybe is it a good time to enter is it a good time to sell is it a good time to hodl we'll uh we'll give you all that info give you our opinion and we will even pull up the websites i'll uh, take a peek at what they're what they're all about if we're not familiar with them ourselves so cool we have ethereum down 12 percent over the last seven days robin did mention the big sell-off but with with a project like eth and all the use cases and utility that it has and serves it will not stay down for long my friends with the nft market booming again guess what people have to buy to buy their nfts they have to buy eth and guess what happens every time eth gets transacted eth gets burned because it's a deflationary token who do you think who do you think's got more what project has more upside right now between ethereum and solana in the short term let's say two months man they're both I, down they're both down i uh, would solana's down more so theoretically solana's got more of a chance to slingshot it's a smaller market cap but they they're but they're so network, i mean all man. all their indicators all all indicators would say that you got better potential and more upside with solana but are we talking about just making money yeah in two months who's going to outperform one another as far as percentage gains uh between ethereum and solana i'll say solana unless unless they can't get their shit together because their network went down twice this week twice again now the founders of the solana uh the solana foundation have come out and said it's not from another ddos attack but then again you got to remember even if it was they would not something they wouldn't want to say because if people know that robin what you doing man i don't know is this your way of sabotaging me because you know i'm about to get to a really good point and you don't want me to succeed makes sense you're a hater mm -hmm. all i'm saying is is if solana keeps having these attacks and the network keeps going down like i'm i'm nervous i'm nervous for that network like what the hell is going on they so said you're, you're still saying solana is going to outperform ethereum in the unless, window unless their network keeps going down Unless their network keeps well, going I mean, down. what do you, if you had to invest in a project right now, which one would you invest in? I would invest in Ethereum. Okay, then. So then you. But you asked me who has the. But I would invest in Ethereum, not because I can make the most money in two months. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're trying to make money. Let's just say. Okay, I'm trying, trying to make the most money in two months. I would put it in Solana. Okay. That okay. Was, that was a question. Okay. Which one's going to have bigger, better, better percentage gains or better returns? Solana. Solana, because it is down 17, 20%. So. Get your shit together, Solana. I think Ethereum would have. Up. I think Ethereum has more upside right now. I think it's been trading, trading uh, sideways for so long that I, I could. Well, let's let's look at Ethereum. Let's look at the Ethereum chart. I here, mean, if friend. you take away, if you take away the last three days and you just look where Ethereum, where Ethereum has been trading, uh, it's been a long time. It's been in that like three thousand five hundred four thousand some change window so let's uh let's take these bollinger bands away let's throw on the 50 and the 200 day moving average so we have just crossed under the 200 day moving average which is not very bullish it's actually extremely bearish um but here's some good news my friends anytime 
you see a big wick to the downside, but the price is closing closer to the open. It means the sellers were exhausted and buying pressure was too much to keep the price down, which goes back to the fact that Ethereum's use cases are miles and miles and miles ahead of the next three, four, five layer ones combined. I don't see people rushing out to buy Ethereum or to buy Solana to mint Solana NFTs or Cardano NFTs or Avalanche NFTs. And that's just one use case. So for me, man, um, this is this is ugly. So if we keep dipping, we are gonna get to this twenty-seven fifty-seven, which is which is very strong support at the current moment. My bet is that we don't. My bet is we settle in right around this twenty-nine to three thousand dollar range. Uh, what do you think, Robin? You agree? I, I think. When, if, as long as the market uh, can stabilize and if things can get back to some kind of normalcy, uh, I, I do believe that uh, we are we are in for a big push with Ethereum. I think it's it has a huge community. Polygon has taken some of the congestion out of the network. So the gas fees aren't quite as bad as they were. And let's be real, it's still the most utilized network. It's the go-to NFT trading platform. Uh, so. Uh, until something changes, uh, don't count out Ethereum when you think it's down and out or when people keep talking about it's done or whatever it is, uh, then that's when it surprises you and you get big ass pumps. Just remember a year ago, uh, it was sitting at under a thousand dollars. So, uh, don't be stupid. It can pump at any time. So, so chef murder said is Dogecoin a good buy. A guy at work keeps telling me to get in. Always ignore the guy at work that doesn't know much about crypto, okay? What if he's a crypto expert? If he's a crypto expert and he has a, a podcast, then perhaps. Uh, however, uh, just if somebody... Okay, here, here's my way of looking at it. If somebody at your job or somebody outside of uh, your normal circle comes up to you and is like, hey, man, did you hear about this? You're late. <laughs> like, just... Whatever it is, whatever comes out of his mouth all the time, man. you're late. You're late. I'm just telling you, it, the ship has already come and gone. If this guy that has that never talks about cryptocurrency, he's talking all, about yeah, it. he's like talking about like Talk watching over, some soccer so, soccer game or something all day long, and, and then all of a sudden he comes out of left field. He's like, "Hey, man, got this new coin I heard about." Like, I didn't know you were in a crypto. I'm not, but this one's different. <laughs> <laughs> like. The, you're late. Wait, you're, you're late. Not really, you're late. But... Don't do it. Don't do it. Pump the brakes, my dude. I mean, I mean, out out of the uh, the the meme coins, Doge coins are pretty solid investment. So, uh, in, did you in, say in that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! In the meme coin realm, okay. okay, okay. Uh, in the meme coin realm, if you're going to invest in a meme coin, uh, just stick to Doge and shit. It's your first time here. Robin is an extremely hateful meme coin hater. So when he said it's a good investment, I immediately <laughs> panicked. Uh, Russell said ETH gas fees are still high. I totally agree, bro. They're, they're um, right around 100 bucks. You know what? Also, keep in mind that uh, there's different times of the day that is 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 has less congestion. Yes. Uh, so for me, what I do, I, I, I'm all here on the West Coast, Las Vegas time. I, I do my trades right before I go to bed. So right around 1 a.m. in the morning. 
uh, the gas fees tend to be a lot lower. So uh, maybe try to find that sweet spot. If you if you notice the gas fees are super high, but it is uh, 3 p.m. and the markets are crashing, that is probably the worst time to get in. Uh, just also keep in mind, as the volatility goes up in the market, more people are buying and more people are selling and more people are trying to trying to move move their assets. That's when the, the gas fees are the highest. Just remember that it's it's all relevant to the congestion and the people using it. Uh, so if you pick a time, like just like you're watching TV, uh, there's no good TV shows on at one in the morning. That's because nobody's really watching TV. Same thing with Ethereum network. Uh, if you find out all oh, weird time of the day, to trade and that nothing's really going on. Bitcoin's been trading sideways. Best time to get in, save on money on there. So, all right, let's move on down the market cap list here. So, Cardano, I have some charts I want to show you guys on Cardano. If you're a Cardano fan, drop a thumbs up in the comment. So, the first one we're looking at this is a chart of the top blockchains by average daily development activity on GitHub in 2019 okay number one cardano 290 next ethereum then you have kusama snt blah 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 blah. blah. this is 2019 take a guess what 2021 looked like well you don't have to because i have the chart pulled up here <laughs> look who is leading in development activity in all of 2021 cardano then you have kusama then you have polka dot this is a great reference we talked about in the previous show, follow the money in this case, follow the developers. What blockchain are the developers going to and building their dApps and their smart contracts on? And over the last two, three years, it's Cardano, my friends, it is Cardano. That's why when we tell you guys it's coming, it literally is coming and you can follow the numbers. It's not some bullshit that me and Robin are talking about. It's not something that we're trying to pump hopium. We, these are fact-driven statements that we make. Yes, they are opinions. We can't tell the future, but our opinions are based on fact. We follow the numbers, we look at charts, and then we synopsize our opinions on it. Did you it. say synopsize? Synopsize. So I'll leave that up there and, and I'll bring us both here. Does this surprise you, Robin? That Cardano is leading in development? Cardamom is an herb. Huh? Nothing, continue. Does it surprise you that Cardano? No, they have a gigantic ecosystem. We've talked about it over and over again. Uh, if you're not familiar with the, the Cardano's ecosystem, we've pulled it up like last week. There is so much development going on there. Uh, they're just taking a little while on the ro on, on the rollout. Not necessarily Cardano, but the developers. Uh, it is a uh, it is a language that is not the standard for cryptocurrency, uh, but. Uh, either way, it's coming. Uh, Sunday swap. There's no uh, there's no official date of launch, but it is right around the corner. They just they've been ha they have their their beta uh, test out right now. So if you want to go try out Sunday swap and do some Dex transactions, uh, you can do it with like Play Money. Uh, check out how that how that interface works. It's very clean, very similar to like Uniswap. Uh, but uh, once once that Sunday swap Dex gets launched. I think that's going to be what breaks the dam. I think it's just going to be a flood of developers uh, launching their projects. And these are all like going to get launched 
in like a very small time window. So Chef Murder says cardamom is a That's herb. what I was laughing what at. A, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, uh, Chef Cardano, not, not cardamom. Cardano, it's not a herb. It's a spice, by the way. Uh, you're a chef. You should know this, buddy. Uh, so uh, either way. <laughs> so so yeah, we, is, there, is there a cardamom token? Will you look that up? No, there, you're not going to look it up. Mom token. There's a, a your mom. Is, I bet you there is a. There is a your mom. Your, I know. I've seen it. I'm sure there's a card. So, mom so here's the next question I want to pose. Okay, so I went back to the the 2019. Okay, we see Kusama is number three, and here we see Kusama number two, just shy of Cardano and next. Oh, that is in Polkadot. 2021. You got to think about it, uh, Kusama. If you're not familiar, it is basically the uh, the beta version the of Polkadot. Of Polkadot. It's where developers launch their their DApps on before they launch on uh, Polkadot. So it's uh, essentially for new crypto projects, new developments to launch on Kusama. The idea is to launch on Kusama first, get rid of all the uh, the issues you're having, and then go to Polkadot. But what's happening is these new projects that are launching on Kusama and expect to go to Polkadot are actually staying on Kusama. Kusama's a pretty has a pretty big community. I mean, it is a it's not a bad. Essentially, if you launch something on Kusama and it works, and it, I'm gonna pull up Kusama. If if Kusama works and people are are using it and there's functional DApps on there, I mean, why go to Polkadot? I mean, if it's there and it's running, I mean, honestly, I mean, Polkadot is gonna be more efficient eventually from from what i understand compared to kusama kusama if you're not familiar does have the picture of the bird on there which is supposed to symbolize the canary uh and if you didn't canary know the, the miners in uh back in the day the miners would bring a little uh bird cage with canaries down into the mines and then that way if there, there was a uh, too much toxic gases in there the birds would die unfortunately for the birds but they would save the lives of the miners uh so if you're down in the caves you see the birds are dead you get the hell out of the cave so so and I and for those of you that. that that might run to do some research and try to find out where you can buy Kusama, we pulled up the liquidity here for you guys. You have KuCoin, Binance if you're overseas, Kraken, Huobi, Gate.io. Uh, but the big one for me, a is lot of buzz about KuCoin and Kraken. A lot of buzz behind this uh, cardamom uh, discussion. Uh, Olga says uh, cardamom is a spice. Yeah, I said that as well. So get it right. Um. Anyways, uh, once we launch a uh, herbs and spice channel we'll let you guys know you can hop into that we'll talk cardamom all things cardamom is great for as a natural lozogen so if you have oh a God, sore bro, throat and you're trying to go all natural okay uh don't go for the licorice okay uh, don't go for the halls okay. or those uh, back, other ones can we get back just, to crypto just chew on a cardamom pod and uh okay. it naturally will numb your so throat let's so, go ahead and move uh, not on. only do we give cryptocurrency advice we also give you advice uh in the medical space but uh, we're not uh, we're not okay, medical let's advisors move on. either. So let's move on. Charlie Watts, are you in here, my friend? Our XRP Homer. You know where where the hell is Sean at? I just realized Sean's oh, Sean, not. Sean, uh, you, you know, prayers out to him and his family. They're they're going. Sean, COVID. you better not be watching another channel. No, 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 no. He's going to do some stuff at home. Uh, okay. um, yeah. So, anyways, XRP seventy six cents. There was some news that came out of uh, the, the the lawsuit with Ripple and the SEC government. The SEC is looking to file a motion to dismiss a certain segment of that lawsuit that XRP or that Ripple Labs is really hinging their 
kind of their whole case on. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. It, it it's it's more of I don't a think it's that big of a deal. It's, it's a smaller article, honestly. Uh, it was just a, a motion to basically dismiss the uh, the court case off of uh, off of some statutory thing. Anyways, it, it's it just got shot down. It was uh, expected, so not any like breaking news here. Just uh, some standard legal legal motions. So, and also. Go back to my laptop, please. If you watched the beginning of the show, we talked about our perfect 2022 crypto portfolio. And if you remember, I did say 5% of my crypto is going into Polkadot. And I'll tell you why. Sixth parachain auction went live, I think a week ago. And now Moonbeam, which is... A cross-chain smart contract from Ethereum to Polkadot yeah, will they, be completed by January 11th. They were one of the first winners of the, the parachain auctions with uh, Polkadot. So. so this is big, big news. Imagine you have a smart contract on Ethereum. You're tired of the high transaction fees and the internet and the uh, network being bogged down. So here you go. Use Moonbeam. Bring that entire contract over to Polkadot without having to rewrite code, without having to rewrite the contract. Everything stays the same, but now you're on Polkadot, a much faster and efficient network. Uh, you like Polkadot, Robin? I love me some Polkadot. So uh, Gavin Wood, the founder of Polkadot, also one of the co-founders of Ethereum, uh, they have just released their parachain auction, or at least the second round of them, uh, which is kind of the final stage of Polkadot. So uh, let's see what they bring to the table. They've been I got a lot of hype. They're a big project. They haven't pumped as much as some of the other big players, at least not in like the last six, seven months. Uh, so they're due for some 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 big price action. I think now is a great time to get into Polkadot. And uh, with that, we also got a couple other... Uh, Chef Murder has said that the uh, he's all in on the Spice Rack portfolio. Uh, we did in the beginning of the show talk about the portfolios and your uh, your your perfect one so uh yeah if you oh if you want drop in the chat what you want us to talk about if there's any tokens you want us to take a look at we do have a uh, quite a few new people in the chat right now uh so if there's something you want to take a look at you want our opinion uh drop it in the chat also uh let's get some more people in here let's turn this chat into a party so drop a like so that way algorithm of youtube will suggest us david yes Why'd you go to me? You gotta go to the laptop, bro. All right. Polygon. You know, we can't go a show without talking about Polygon, my friends. This time, not all sunshine and rainbows. The NFT game, Sunflower Farmers, is the single sole reason that the Polygon network has been bogged down. Hold on. Hold on. Say that again? Sunflower. That's the first I heard about this. Sunflower Farmers. It's an NFT game. It has raised the network, like people using the network, the network transactions by over 350%. If you're into Sunflower Market, what is it? Sunflower Market? Sunflower mar Sunflower Farmers. Sunflower Farm. If you're into it or you know what the hell that is, because I don't, drop it in the chat. Uh, I'd like to know. are pissed and freaking out, because guess what? Bogged down network equals higher transaction fees. And you know how high the Polygon transaction fees have gotten, bro? You're not going to believe me. I heard they, they have gone up. What are we looking at? I didn't, it's I don't an know unbelievable number. It has shot all the way up to 50 cents. Oh. Like, are you fucking kidding me? 
50 cents, stop fucking crying, all right? People have paid hundreds and hundreds of dollars on Ethereum to mint something or to transact. You went from two cents to 50 cents, cry me a river. Cry me a fucking river, 50 cents. I don't want to hear anyone complaining about a 50 cent transaction fee. But now, just think about it. everybody crying about the $100 plus ah. transaction fees on the Ethereum network. 50 cents, man. Well, Wait, that that stop. 50 cents is probably what you're looking at for the Ethereum 2.0 when they do switch over to the proof of stake and they have their upgrade and they I would I would think that the uh the typical gas fee will probably fall in the range of 50 cents to $2. So, uh I am looking forward to that. Uh if you are using Uniswap, yeah, I know somebody mentioned in the chat earlier about Saitama on uh, or swapping or something something like that. Uh if you are going to use Uniswap, do yourself a favor, use Uniswap with the Polygon network instead of paying the $100 gas fee on the Ethereum network, you can spend the 50 cent gas fee on the Polygon network using the exact no, I don't same spend 50 cents. app. It's too high. Yeah, so Jesus Christ. All right, so one of the last coins I want to touch on here is going to be Chainlink. Now, Chainlink we talk about how it is a project that has proven to stay around during bear markets. And you can see here the markets being down. It is still up 3% on the day and 37% on the week. Now, some bullish news coming to the Chainlink network. Staking is coming to Chainlink in Q1 slash Q2 of this year. So now you'll be able to stake your Chainlink coin, earn some rewards, and secure the network at the same time. The community has been asking for staking rewards in the last two years, and it is finally coming to fruition. If you're a Chainlink holder, this is great news for you. And I see that this will be positive for the price moving forward. Just like if 70% uh, of Cardano's holders are staking their coins, I can see something similar with Chainlink. They have that type of community. And Sergey Nazarov is on a mission to bring Chainlink into the top 10 of the entire market cap, which in my opinion is where it belongs. It is the foundation of how and why smart contracts are able to do what they do without Chainlink and its services or similar services. Smart contracts cannot and will not exist. So, why has it been outside the top 10? No one has any idea. Why is four stable coins in the top 10 and not Chainlink? We don't know. But Sergey Nazarov, my man, he's on a mission. So if you're holding Chainlink, drop a thumbs up. Tell us what you like about it. Tell us what you don't like about it. Robin, do you hold any Chainlink? I think I do. Uh, if I do, I, it's a small amount. I ha I don't have a lot allocated to it. Uh, Chainlink is a great hedge against the bear market. So if you're getting a little worried about where we're going and the trajectory of the market, and you're out and you want to invest in something outside of Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, at least in the last uh bull or the last bear market, Chainlink did very well. Uh, so. Uh, that's that's one avenue. I mean, let's be real. We could be in a bear market. We could be in a long-term bears trend. I uh, I don't personally believe that, but it is definitely a possibility. Yep. We have had gone through the four-year cycles, and this is right around the same time frame that you would go into a bear market. So uh, if you're feeling a little uneasy, you know, maybe Chainlink is a, a great option for you. Uh, but let, let's get back to the let's get back to the. Uh, Back to the uh, the bear market thing. Let me tell you.
We ain't in no bear market. This ain't no bear market. We about to come out of this. The second half of this month, the end of January, with people getting their tax returns back and getting all that extra cashola and dumping it in to cryptocurrency markets. Not only is Wall Street going to prosper like it does every February, but so is crypto. Crypto and Wall Street are directly correlated when it comes to big pumps and big dumps. So I'm getting, I'm packing up all my bags. I got all my buy orders. I still have, David, I still have my, uh, what is it? Uh, no, third, my, no, no, I have my, 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 my order, my limit order, my buy order. Buy or sell? Oh, oh for I Bitcoin? For Bitcoin at 39,000. So. I think I think you're gonna hit that. You think so? I I think we'll hit it. Yeah, yeah. Now, so I put that in yesterday when the market was. Uh, yeah, I think yesterday. No, day before yesterday, right when the market started dumping, I was, I put it. You know, if you're looking to get into a project and and you have some patience and you see that the market trend is going a certain direction, why not? You know, put in put in a, a, a limit order, even if you think it's outside of what you can get. Uh, the only downside is it ties up your 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 asset. Yeah. So. If you, you know, if you have a buy order for one Bitcoin, for an example, uh, you have $39,000 that is locked up, locked up uh, in preparation to buy. So uh, that is one, one downside. But if you are just holding on to cash, you know, riding through the bear market, yeah, why not? Put in, put in some buy orders. Uh, you never know. You might get some liquidated leverage traders that might shoot down to 39000 really quickly. Or if it's a different project, a different price, obviously. So, but. so Russell asked a great question. He said, if you created a token, which blockchain would you build your token on? For me, this is an extremely easy answer. It's the Binance Smart Chain. I was about to say the same thing. Binance Smart Chain. It's yeah. fast. It's secure. It's the third largest freaking cryptocurrency in the entire market. It's cheap. It's very easy. They make it easy for you to launch your own yeah. token. I think if you, can launch a, you can launch a token on Binance. Uh, you can create your own meme token or whatever. Uh, I think the, the fee is about a dollar. Uh, now it's very, yeah, it, it, you, there are third party platforms that let that do it all for you. And then they charge you like a thousand dollars or something stupid. But, uh, if you go through enough tutorials, if you're really interested in doing it, I do not recommend doing it because you're probably going to end up just losing your money. But if you want to create your own token, uh, it'll cost you about a dollar. And, uh, but then you have to pay for the website, uh, maybe a developer if you want anything outside of, uh, just a meme token. So, Okay. Robin, I think that'll do it for our show today. That's it? I don't got anything else to add. Does anybody want us to cover anything? Well, that's it, huh? That's it. All right. Well, we're donezo. We're donezo. Well, well, we got the weekend off. We got the uh, weekend off. What are you doing this weekend, David? What am I doing? Yeah. Can't tell you. No. Secret. It's a secret? Yeah, because then you'll follow me around. Yeah. Hey, we're going to the outlets. Uh, if there's a color sweater that you want David to wear, drop it in the chat. Uh, we will pick it up at the outlets. Uh, I was thinking about an ugly Christmas sweater right now. They are on discount. Uh, and um, Christmas. yeah, well, you got green on, so why not? <laughs> so, <laughs> All right, my friends, make sure you come back Monday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Vegas time, baby. Vegas time. We have our show. So we hope you guys had a great, have a great weekend. We hope you enjoyed our show today. Make sure you like and subscribe. And Robin, you got anything else to add before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, we're young and grown, so if you didn't subscribe, hit us up. Uh, we got some deep dives coming out. We're kind of redoing our deep dive kind of platform thing, so uh, it's a little different than before. So uh, that's why we haven't put anything out. But we got some cool stuff coming in the pipeline. See you guys on Monday. Peace.